The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cam Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Friday, December 8th, from our extraordinary core group of NBA journalists. We're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Steve Ashburner. And Ash, you were on the ground for the semifinals of this inaugural in-season tournament and some interesting games that we had last night in Las Vegas, beginning with a back-and-forth battle, a fun one in the East as the Indiana Pacers beat the Milwaukee Bucks 128-119. to It was uh, not quite as tight in the later Western conference semifinal is the Lakers just pounded the Pelicans 133 to 89. So I, I want to first get back to that Pacers game and, and what they did against Milwaukee. And the young hungry Pacers with another impressive victory. They're heading to the championship game. Tyrese Halliburton continues to just absolutely dazzle. Halliburton comes right back with a long three-pointer. Coming away with 27 points, 15 assists, 7 rebounds maybe. Most importantly, the stats, zero turnovers. That's the third time that he's had a 25, at least a 25-15 game that he has not had a turnover. Uh, But it was a balanced effort between, you know, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, Obi Toppin, everyone getting in on the mix and how they were able to contribute and produce uh, under Rick Carlisle and their style of play. I, I want to first get to the end of the game. Those last few minutes, Indiana up by five. Tyrese hits an important three-point shot. Halliburton tries another three. Bang! Tyrese Halliburton from downtown. 
But just overall, how the Pacers were able to close things out there in that fourth quarter, Milwaukee just blitzes them with a 43-point third quarter. But Indiana turns around. It it, it was fairly strong defensively as well in that fourth quarter and had the composure and the poise uh, to close out this Bucs team. What did you see in in how they were able to play on that stage and in that moment? Yeah, um, Sarah, you know, you use the word poise. And and frankly, I give the Pacers uh, all the points for poise uh, to be a little bit alliterative there. The... um, the fact that they were able to survive that 43-point blitz in the third quarter. Uh, and then down the stretch, um, you know, they were the, looked like the more mature team, the team that was more ready for a big moment than the Milwaukee Bucks. And that, in a sense, tells us a lot about the Pacers, and it tells us or reminds us something about the Bucks. You know, the Bucks have had issues with um, either holding leads Coming back from from big deficits, uh, managing things when they need to most, that was Dame time, right? They got Damian Lillard almost precisely for that point in games. The final five minutes, the final two minutes, that's his reputation. That's his legacy. And yet it was Tyrese Halliburton who was the guy who was taking charge of what went on on the floor, leading his team to a victory down the stretch, sealing off. Uh, an opponent, a very good opponent. And, you know, that's that's part of the problem. Damian Lillard is not being um, Damian Lillard at this stage for the Milwaukee Bucks. But as far as the Pacers, I mean, they are a team in full. They are, they are what you think of in sports when you think of team uh, in terms of all the intangibles. I mean, they, you know, they, they don't have a Giannis or a Lillard in terms of superstars and top 75 and anybody like that at this stage. But they're very tight. They're very, um, I would almost say, precocious because they don't know what they don't know. Good word, Ash. Good word. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really refreshing to see, in a sense, they're, they're the model team for what an in-season tournament is about because they're trying to stretch their legs. They're trying to take some, some baby steps toward title contender in the near future. And this is an opportunity for a big stage. It's an opportunity for some validation. And, um, you know, I think it's been fun to watch. I mean, they are the Cinderella team if you looked at this as a Final Four. Real briefly, um, and big stage, again, the the excitement is we'll get to what it will look like as they match up against the Lakers. Uh, but real brief before we get to that Lakers win, how much concern do you have? You mentioned Damian Lillard brought to the Bucks about closing out games, those fourth quarters, the times where we've seen Milwaukee's offense stagnate, you know, in the past and in certain moments. The numbers look fine. Giannis with 37 and 10, Dame 24, 7 and 7, Chris Middleton with 20 points. You know, he continues to round back into form. You got to go through the list of the, the players for Milwaukee and how they've been performing, but how much concern do you continue to have for this Milwaukee team that's still been finding ways to get wins, but, but doesn't quite look like the title contending team that you would potentially hope them to be at this point of the year. I actually have significant concerns. I think that they are, they are taking on, uh, they have taken on a couple of uh, challenges beyond what you would want to see a title contender do. Hiring a rookie head coach in Adrian Griffin and sort of having to learn each other, team learn him, coach learns team, players. You know, there was a report after the game uh, yesterday that Bobby Portis 
got hot afterwards and in the post-game locker room called out Adrian Griffin in terms of needing to take more charge of the offense down the stretch of games. He just leaves it to the players. And in a sense, with veterans like that, you you almost need to or should. But um, you know, it suggests that this is not one big happy family right now. And and the whole Lillard uh, thing, you know, surgically attaching a superstar into a team that has a superstar, it's proving to be more difficult than than many of us expected. Then you get at the bigger pro- or sort of the the fundamental problems of the Bucks in terms of how athletic they are. You know, do they have uh, mobile defensive wing players or even player? You know, that's a big concern too. So I think they have a lot to sort out. Giannis said they have sixty games left. Good for them, but if they don't pull out of what seems to be the start of a nosedive soon, um, it's going to probably be a little too difficult. Yeah, it will be something certainly for us to track. But what we were tracking last (laughs) night, uh, as I mentioned, the Western semis that the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James were exquisite. A 133-89 win, outscoring the Pelicans 81-41 to in those second and third quarter. They haven't won a game by 40 points or more since 2011. But they do tonight in the semifinals of the in-season tournament. And it was extraordinary to watch. I mean, LeBron with 30 points, eight assists, five rebounds. He was 9-12 from the field, 4-4 from the three-point line, and did all of that in just under 23 minutes. Um, You know, overall, the balance efforts that you saw out of this Lakers group that dominated the three-point line and how they shot so many of the other categories you look at in areas that um, they just put a stranglehold on what the Pelicans were trying to do. Just three players in double figures for New Orleans. And in those numbers, were not all that impressive. Trey Murphy, the third coming off the bench with 14 points, but Zion with 13. Williamson with a 12 for two. Herb Jones with 10 and then Brandon Ingram. We talked about his potential revenge game going back, facing his former team in the Lakers, just nine points, three rebounds, seven assists. uh, And they shot under 23% from the three-point line. LeBron James, in-season tournaments. Uh, This is something new for the NBA. I think all of us had questions of what the feel would be like, um, how much buy-in you would get, not just from the audience and, and everyone watching, but the players as well. Um, and he has has met the stage in ways that we continue to see over and over again. When you were there, you were watching that Lakers game and in how they set the tone early. What did you see in this Los Angeles Lakers group and, and LeBron in particular that maybe you didn't anticipate or didn't anticipate on this matchup that that we thought definitely would have been much more competitive? Well, this was this was pretty much of a piece with how the Lakers have approach this entire in-season tournament. I mean, this is the culmination, this particular game of their focus on not just getting to Las Vegas, but staying undefeated and winning the NBA Cup. I mean, it's a little bit amusing if you think of like the view from 30,000 feet that LeBron James, with his fantastic career, you know, is so uh, enthusiastic about the in-season tournament that, I mean, he is laser-focused. We are seeing the best of LeBron. It's certainly, you know, at this age, he's soon going to be 39. It's almost like, you know, a grown man deciding, I'm going to take over that lemonade stand that those kids have down the road. It's a brand new situation. Who knows what it means? But frankly, that he is taking it seriously 
it 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 elevates the in-season tournament immediately, in my view. Long shot, another one! A triple right there, two in a row for LeBron James. Three LeBron. It shows that, yes, a, a team of veterans, a team that it really wants to be playing in June, can focus in and be serious in December. You know, one of the wraps on teams like this, and the Lakers in particular, is yeah, they're not going to really worry about things until we get to the postseason or very much near it. If they get a, a, a if they get a, one of the top six seeds, that's good. But it's very clearly um, bigger than that. And I think the the league is probably very grateful that the Lakers have approached this so seriously. And um, you know, Laker fans obviously. And I think I think it's a lesson there that you know a a, a team with ambition can also treat this thing seriously to do a gut check and know where they're at and what they need to work on um, and win something along the way. I don't think it'll belong up there as a banner with the 17 uh, NBA titles that the Lakers have won, but it's brand new and who knows how big this gets over time. So I think it's very interesting. LeBron is, I, uh, I called him the unstoppable force meeting the movable objects of the Pelicans. And so he was not going to be denied yesterday. I mean, the efficiency, um, the zeal that he brought to that performance, it was contagious in his teammates. It was very clear. And uh, But this is the culmination of what the first five tournament games for, for them have been. All right, Ash, we're going to take a quick break and preview this matchup that we are talking about, the championship game on Saturday night right after this. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out... F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. (sighs) Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, you find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. 
I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by the great Steve Ashburner in Las Vegas, set to cover the inaugural in-season tournament championship game that will take place Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. We have got... The legends, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the fun, the feisty, all the words, uh, Ash, that you have called the the Indiana Pacers. Uh, just fast playing team here led by Tyrese Halliburton, but collective effort for this group. Um, they ha- have really opened up a lot of eyes, I think, just not just with the way in which they've played throughout the course of the early part of the season, but on this stage, we've talked a lot about what the in-season tournament looks like. It means the NBA Cup. Yes, there's opportunity for winning a, a new title that the NBA has created, but also $500,000 per player. I mean, a little, <laughs> little extra cash in the pocket. I don't care how much money you make. Uh, opportunity uh, for that on the line, too, for these players and, and uh, for the teammates you look at the matchup between the Lakers and the Pacers what are you looking at most or you think the distinguishing factor that that may um, change the dynamic of what this game looks like Uh, thanks for that reminder about the cash um, Sarah I mean let's not let's not overlook that I mean I and and it's very nice for the veteran players on on all the teams to have said things like you know there are guys at the end of the bench there are two-way players that could really benefit from this kind of money Meanwhile, that money's coming their way, too, if they pull this off. So, you know, altruism is nice, uh, even nicer when you uh, when you cash in as well. But, um, you know, I thought of a couple more P's for the Pacers. They're pugnacious. They're pesky. They are a team that is not going to go out easily. And I and I really hope that that's full on full display in Saturday night's game. I, I, I think that they can put on a show. Um, you know, they've beaten Boston. Uh, this week already. They have now put out Milwaukee and then to take on LeBron James and a red-hot Laker team. I mean, I don't know that anybody could ask for more out of a young team like this in terms of, you know, throwing off the training wheels and and taking a serious ride here for what's left of the season. So, you know, now, no small task. Everything we talked about with the Lakers previously continues. Um, You know, they essentially have the home court even though it's a neutral site with with Los Angeles fans flooding over the short trip from, uh, you know, to Las Vegas. So, you know, there's that. But, you know, the way Tyrese uh, Halliburton is playing, you know, I'm a glass half empty kind of guy generally in life. And I think, oh, you know, it'd be a shame if after the games he's had recently that he comes out and he doesn't play up to that standard in the title game. 
they don't look at things half empty. They, you know, young professional athletes look at things as full, full. And, you know, I have no reason to doubt it in, in reality um, that Tyrese Halliburton could have another tremendous game, another, hey, I'm here. It's Tyrese time. I mean, it was classic when he looked at his wrist late in that, that semifinal game. And I just think that the, the Pacers' ability to shift gears now, you know, they led the league in fast break points last year. But now they can play fast, and it seems they can play slow. And lately, they've even shown they can play a little bit of defense with all that scoring. So I think it'll be a real test of the Lakers, as hot as Los Angeles is. Yeah, and some size on the inside. And I think, too, the way we're seeing the game being played, not just in pace, but also the dominance of what offense gives you. And, and many times, great offense will beat great defense. And, and so much of what the <laughs> Lakers do is predicated on what they can do on the defensive end. But this is certainly going to be a, a terrifically fun matchup. Um, I think by all accounts, uh, this in-season tournament ha- has been a huge success to this point. But excited to see how things shake out Saturday. Ash, I know that you will be there. and We'll continue to watch, read all of your stuff on NBA.com as not only Saturday continues, but this season continues. Thanks for being with us. Oh, you're welcome, Sarah. Every time. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian. From The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to the Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.